there are only two podcast genders, and they are <laughs> This American Life and Roderick on the Line. <sighs> okay. I disagree. Hey, Zach. Hey, Sirtis. Uh, last week, we... No, last fortnight, we asked you if you wanted to be called Jared. You have not yet told us if you would like to be called Jared. <laughs> so, so we're just going to unilaterally declare that the listeners to the podcast are called Jared, but I vote it's with an O. Jared? Jared. So wait, are, is it going to be the listeners are uh, like collectively Jared or is each one a Jared? I think if we address, like, we won't say, okay, so listeners, we'll, we're talking directly to each individual listener. So we're going to say, okay, Jared. Okay. But they um, are each individuals. Mm-hmm. Okay. But if all of the Jareds do something. Yes. Collectively, the Jareds got together and whatever. But if we're addressing them, then it's, hey, Jared. Now, Jared, I know you might think this is a little bit unfair that we unilaterally just decided that this is your name now. And... I, I just want to say that I, I think we're reasonable people. If you don't like it, you can still give $10 to the Patreon <laughs> to change our minds. Mm-hmm. But in the meantime, uh, being called Jared is going to up your, your prospects of being hired anywhere um, because everything is software now. So that's something that I mentioned last fortnight. Last bi-weekly, um, or no, bi-monthly. Yeah, bi-monthly. That's the ambiguous one. Yeah. Last bi-monthly, <laughs> uh, I, I mentioned the Software is Eating the World article from Mark Andreessen, Mark with a C, which is why it's harder to tell, to tell that marks are all good for, um, good for business, is there's too many ways to spell them. The point is, I actually finally read the Software is Eating the World article because I never had before, I just knew that it existed. Um, so here's some thoughts from reading it. Number one, Zynga still exists. Wow. Uh, and they're like highly valued and they made words with friends and like 12 Farmville spinoffs. It's a good game. Words with friends or Farmville? I mean, both kind of, except words for, with friends. That was bad. <laughs> it wasn't bad. It was just the person you played with and whether or not they were going to game the system. It's not really important. What, uh, what else <laughs> did you have to think about? Um, I don't, he, I just am perturbed by how excited that he is that all of these software companies, this is back in 2011, uh, are just like uh, unaccountably eating up these markets with like, they don't, there's no responsibility for them to do the thing well, or no like knowledge of them for how to do the thing well. They just know how to do it cheaper, uh, which is not the same thing always. He seemed Mm -hmm. real, real upset that quote, uh, healthcare and education have historically been highly resistant to entrepreneurial change. And like, duh, duh, I don't want, I don't want my healthcare to move fast and break things because that's my body. That's my whole life, the healthcare. So, so that's good. <laughs> I just don't understand where, I do understand where this guy's coming from and that's what's frustrating. I am agitated that this guy is coming from that place without seeming to be aware of why perhaps healthcare would be highly resistant to entrepreneurial change. Or at least that was the case in 2011. Yeah. Uh, He also laments that there aren't enough well-trained software people, like software engineers in Silicon Valley, um, but does not seem to have an, uh, like, notice an issue 
with like the fact that it's all just too centralized to make economic sense for every software engineer to live in one metropolitan <laughs> area. Mostly, I'm just frustrated that he seems to think that the goal of human life is to increase global GDP, and he doesn't seem concerned with software making anything better. He just wants it to fill more niches for less money because he's a venture capitalist, and that's that's his whole life is making his personal GDP higher. Okay, so let me ask you, in your ideal scenario, yeah, what what is the role of like move fast, break things companies? Or should there just not be any? We should just um, have no. slow-moving corporations glacier glacier like companies i do think that move fast and break things is a good mentality for starting if you're in a field that you can mess up and recover if you mess up your pharmaceuticals um there should be more accountability than if you mess up your uh email website okay and so I think that like Facebook moving fast and breaking things when it was still only for college students uh, is a different thing than like now when they have very little accountability for the the control that they have over like literally everyone's mood. (laughs) So I think when you are like holding life in your hands like that, because that's been your goal is just we want more users and we want to have more control over our users at some point you're responsible for those users that you've gained the control of. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. And and Facebook is a different thing than healthcare cuz like if I really wanted I could leave Facebook and just email with all of my close friends or whatever, but I can't just opt out of healthcare if I don't want to die. I just I read through the thing and I was like, "Huh, this is an interesting article." And then at some point I was like, "Fuck this guy." So if you don't want Facebook to control your mood, maybe Mm -hmm. it's time to cut back. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And one of the ways to do that would be to set up some parental controls on your own phone. Right. So I I did that. Zach did that. He sent me a screenshot. Yeah. Um, I've talked before. I don't remember how much of it has gotten cut out about how I have a problem with Twitter. Not in like ideologically. I don't know enough about the ideology of Twitter to have a problem with it, but I personally have a problem wherein I will not have absent moments. Like for a while in high school, I sometimes would have absent moments and then I would like replace that with podcasts. But then when I stopped listening to podcasts for a little bit, I would have those empty moments again. But then I started using Twitter more um, sometime around the start of college and uh I just fell into a habit of any time I had any spare moment, I would open up Twitter and then the spare moment would pass and the teacher would start lecturing again and Twitter would still be open or I would have homework to do and I wouldn't want to do the homework. So I would open up Twitter, a lot of things like that, where it's just kind of an unconscious opening up Twitter. So I deleted Twitter from my phone a while ago and then I just started typing twitter.com into the the web browser because it's a it's a web app. It's a website. And you can just scroll through. You've said this multiple times, I, and I never get over like how crazy that is to me. I can't stand any web app. It's not bad. I'd, it might be that Android makes a lot of websites feel like more native apps. Maybe, yeah. So Zach send, sends me a screenshot the other day mm-hmm. with his browser typed into twitter.com. And it says, ask your parent. You need permission to visit the site. And a big blue ask permission button and an email I've never seen before that I didn't pay attention to before. Oh, yeah. 
Yeah, that's just the the parent account that I made. So, how's that going, Zach? Uh, it's it's been a day. Okay, I think right. Yes, yes. Not not even twenty four hours at this point since I set it up. So fine so far. Um, <laughs> I re- I realized very quickly that uh, mobile.twitter.com could still get through. So now star.twitter.com is blocked. There you go. Um, but. I didn't just say, oh boy, mobile.twitter.com is open. Let's scroll through mobile.twitter.com. So that was, that was a, a That's good, good, yeah. That was so a win. It's a little mindfulness in your day. Yeah. Um, so I'm using Google Family Link. And to do that, you need to have a parent account and a child account. Um, it doesn't seem like there's any other way to block things in Chrome. And this is good because now it's like a whole ordeal to log into the parent account and block something or unblock it or whatever. And I can still open up Twitter on my computer. Uh, if I needed to, I could edit the DNS file on my computer. But for the moment, it's fine just not being on my phone because my phone is where I had the most problems. Okay, we'll check back in in two weeks, I suppose. Yeah. I, I, I use that Google Family link. It's kind of a, a super user to, to protect me from myself. But what if I wanted to protect me from other people? Right. Uh, so I've been trying to journal more. Yeah. As a, a way to be more mindful. Mm-hmm. And I've been doing that on paper, which is fine. And it, like, it gives me an excuse to use my pens and stuff, but it is kind of a thing. Like, I have to sit down at my desk and get my pen, get my paper, and write. Yeah. It's not a whole lot of effort, but it's not something I want to do late at night when the day's over. And I f- feel like part of it being a mindfulness practice, though, is that it does take some time and take some effort and take some yeah but if if it takes too much effort i'm not going to do it okay (laughs) it's just how it is unfortunately yeah um sometimes when i'm helping people work on their code they'll fix one little bug and it'll make all of their tests fail now because that bug was a workaround for another bigger bug right okay and they will go oh okay i messed it up and then they will put the second bug back in because it (laughs) fixed the first bug and i will say wait no sometimes a regression is not a bad thing it might just mean we've found where the root bug is and the metaphor that i am trying to draw from this is that perhaps the thing to do is not to go oh wait no go back and make it easier for yourself to be mindful but to to make it even harder or to carve it out of stone to make yeah to to fix the underlying bug which is you feel like you don't have enough time to be mindful and be yourself for 15 or 20 minutes every night let me give you a scenario. Okay. And this is going to be fairly typical for a night in the life of Certus. So I'll go to school. I'll get back, mm-hmm. eat some dinner, do homework. And if I have time, I will perhaps go into the living room and say hi to my roommates. Okay. If I do that, which I really like, it's part of a, I don't know what to call it. It's a... a it's a positive thing. It's a thing I look forward to is talking to my roommates. Yeah. But, it, but if I start doing it, I'm going to do that until we all want to go to sleep mm-hmm. because homework's done, whatever. So my nightly routine is the bare minimum it can be. It's brush your teeth, crawl into bed. Okay. So spending 15, 20 minutes is going to significantly change that. Yeah, yeah that makes sense. I, I can see that. Do you try and crawl into bed at a consistent time? Like, do you all say, oh, okay, it's midnight now. We should all crawl into bed. We do try. It doesn't always work. Oh, no. You have an iPhone. 
my my wonderful solution was going to be you get one of those apps that sets an alarm that you can only turn off by hitting it to an NFC tag, which mm-hmm. is my solution to a lot of things is <laughs> set an alarm, especially sleep related things. Just like set an alarm. You got to sleep, set an alarm. You got to wake up. You got to get up. Um, so you do that. You set an alarm, but then you have to hit your phone to an NFC tag on your journal. See, it's not it's not a mindless thing. Right. So I know like fully when I am talking to my roommates, I know that I am like I am using the time I could be using for journaling. Yeah. It is a conscious decision to not journal because I am having a better time. Okay. But I would still like to journal. Just not at that time. Okay. Choose a different time to do the journaling. Well, that's the thing, right, Zach? It's you wake up, go to school, come back from Uh school, do homework, go to bed. I would like to do it just whenever. I would like to get my inner thoughts into the out. Okay. Uh, That makes sense. I'm pretty sure. Okay. Yes. Yes, that makes sense. Okay. So I am with you on the premise of this thing now. Okay. Uh, So to do that, I I would like to have it with me all the times. If I have a few minutes, like between Mm -hmm. classes or whatever, I can just uh, either write or type. Okay. And maybe I work on it all day which is how it's been going but i also don't want i would like to be perfectly candid with myself okay which means not worrying about someone else reading it Hmm. so like i am not worried that my like google docs is going to get hacked or whatever but it would be regardless it would still be nice to have some extra some extra confidence in the fact that no one's no one is going to read this what if you're typing in your journal and someone's looking over your shoulder Mm, that doesn't happen okay (laughs) let's assume that i can be reasonably confident that no one is watching me type it okay um so i actually do have a solution to this can i can i say my proposed solution first of course i have two and then i would love to hear what your actual real solution is okay um the first get they they make those diaries with the little padlocks on them (laughs) uh Uh, the second is I knew a girl when I did theater and we would like be going through, especially like during tech week and we would do our rehearsal. Um, and then whenever she got off stage, she would go and sit down and write little notes to herself, but she wrote it in like the Ethiopian alphabet or something. I'm not sure if it's, it was some, (laughs) some lost alphabet that like maybe a thousand people actually know besides her, but she learned it specifically so she could write really mean notes to herself and no one would look over her shoulder and be like hey you're being really mean to yourself don't do that okay so she learned this other alphabet she just wrote in english in this other alphabet specifically so nobody could be looking at the thing that she was doing and just quickly decipher like oh okay this girl is being very mean okay i love that solution let me get this straight. She was using the letters as if they were English letters, but just in an, a different alphabet. Right. So I could use like 1 through 26, essentially. Yeah. Okay. It's actually not a bad idea. Yeah. Write your journal um, ASCII encoded. <laughs> <laughs> the other thing I wanted to make sure, the other requirement I have for this is okay. that it needs to be quickly, not quickly, but like within a reasonable time frame decoded. Like, I would like to go back and read it at some point. Yeah. So, and I also want it to be on all my devices mm-hmm. so that I can do it on my phone. I can work on it on my iPad. I can work it on it on my laptop. Just wherever I'm at, I can start typing. 
Are you using Evernote? Well, no, because Evernote stores everything in plain text. You can't get like Evernote Premium and... Also, I don't want to have to trust anyone. That's the big thing. Like, Well, yeah. Like the whole idea is like, if I'm going to do this, I'm going to do it right. That's kind of like the foundational philosophy of Certus. <laughs> Pretty much. Don't trust anyone. If I can avoid it, absolutely. Okay. <laughs> I feel like we're going to have to talk about this at some point. <laughs> based on the look you just gave me. <laughs> well, let's talk about the system first, and then you can criticize m- my philosophy. That's, that's off air. <laughs> <laughs> so I found a Siri. Okay, so Siri Shortcuts lets you, lets you do a thing, which is create a web page with the following html and javascript okay what i did was import the stanford aes crypto library for javascript Mm -hmm. and so what i can do with shortcuts now is write in plain text in the shortcut it's it encrypts it with that website that it created and then gets rid of okay and then uploads it to my icloud drive okay when i want to edit it again or read it I just put it back through that same shortcut. All right. That's a good solution. Thank you. I was proud can, of it. Can our listeners find that shortcut somewhere? Yes, because they're... Can, wait, can, can Jared? Can Jared <laughs> find that shortcut somewhere? Yes, Jared. You can find the shortcut in the show notes. Great. And if you find a vulnerability, take it up with Stanford, because <laughs> <laughs> I'm, that, that is the one person I have to trust, Stanford. So Certus, it would be really weird if you, even though you could just go use Stanford's AES encryption software or JavaScript, um, it would be really weird if you just tried to rewrite your own and use that. A bad idea. Mm-hmm. Um, so that like duplicating of efforts, it's just a lot of extra work with very little extra payoff. Right. Yeah, totally. So Senator Tammy Baldwin reintroduced the Dairy Pride Act on Pi Day, actually. Longtime listeners of the pod will remember that the Dairy Pride Act is the defense against imitations and reproduction of imitation yogurt. The Y is yogurt. The Y does stand for yogurt. I know that much. Uh, defending against imitations and replacements of yogurt, milk, milk and cheese to promote regular intake of Dairy Everyday Act, the Dairy Pride Act. Which, uh, which requires non-dairy products. Here, I'll just read the, read the little blurb. Um, it would require non-dairy products made from nuts, seeds, plants, and algae to lo- no longer be mislabeled with dairy terms such as milk, yogurt, or cheese. Um, she reintroduced it as well as Jim Rish from Idaho. Is this just a, like, maybe it'll work this time? Is it exactly the same as last time we talked about it? From what I can tell, it's the same thing with more and different sponsors okay like it's still senator baldwin but not the other ones also what's changed since the original dairy pride act um is that the fda is in the process right now of solving their standards of identity issues so the the fda has rules already for what constitutes milk what constitutes cheese what constitutes whatever 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 Mm -hmm. and They've been really lax on enforcing what makes milk. So still officially legally, you can't call almond milk milk. But because the FDA hasn't really been caring about that, it'd be weird if they just immediately started 
Like today, you can't call almond milk milk in all of those boxes that you have produced that say almond milk right on the front. Um, You just need to trash and come up with brand new marketing right away. So what they're working on right now is they're trying to determine should we start redefining what it means to be milk or should we start ramping back up in how, how limited our definition of milk is. And so they acknowledge that they're already working on this at the FDA in this Dairy Pride Act. But it sounds like they just want to speed that process up and also make it fall specifically on the side of calling only dairy milk. So one more thing has changed since we last talked about it. Oh? I never really had a firm stance on this issue. Mm-hmm. But I think now I fall more on the side of just let them call it milk. Who cares? Mm-hmm. I've also tried a lot more alternative milks since we last talked about it. Really? Uh, yeah, maybe we'll get to that a little bit later. Okay. Um, one other choice quote from this, this release. Uh, Jim Risch, the senator, the, the Republican senator from Idaho, seems to think that others misuse the term dairy. Oh. Which I've never seen. No, I've never seen that either. I've never seen anyone say this is almond dairy. Yeah, no. Like dairy, dairy means dairy still. Milk is just broader than what they're thinking it is. Could that be like a... Could, could he have not meant that? That doesn't make any sense. I don't know. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to look this quote up. Was he like, I think people misuse the word dairy. Uh, I mean milk, because I could totally see that happening. Um, rish.senate.gov. It's the same release. Hmm. All right. Oh, wait. No, it's not quite the same release. This has Senator Crapo in it. Um, but it has the same statement from Senator Risch. So, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what James Risch thinks about dairy. Besides that, people call things that aren't dairy dairy, which is confusing. My take is that th- I get the idea of not wanting consumers to be confused. If there was any evidence that that happens, <laughs> which I've not seen and I've looked for it. But also a lot of times they couch it in terms of saving the dairy industry. Right. Um. Maybe not directly, but usually they say we want to support our Wisconsin dairy farmers. Got to get those votes somehow. And this doesn't do anything to to save the dairy farmers because I'm still going to buy hemp drink, hemp milk milk alternative um, or pee. I'm not going to buy pee drink. I think they would have a problem (laughs) if they called it pee drink. (laughs) Um, Also, the FDA is already working on this. So like it just seems unnecessary and and like they're duplicating up the efforts uh, and that's my hot take on the dairy pride act because that's the kind of things i have opinions on i think you're thinking about it wrong this isn't about making things better this is about staying elected so that they can continue giving the illusion that they're making things better i like to think that that's not the entire way the system works but i do think that this is one of those things that is like okay well we're going to have to pretend to make things better so that I can actually make things better. It feels, yeah, it feels like, like senator level virtue signaling. Yes. And I try not to say the phrase virtue signaling too much because it's loaded, but it, that's what it feels like. We should reclaim the term, Zach. Mm, no, I don't think that would be reclaiming. We could claim the term maybe, but that term was never ours uh, or, or never had an, an initial meaning that wasn't just what it means now, which is kind of just to recommend people stop having opinions, I guess, is... You think there's not such thing as virtue signaling, Zach? 
I think people are a lot more likely to call virtue signaling than there is to be actual virtue signaling happening. Interesting. Email at Alex Cox. Because <laughs> I do, like, the thing is, I like a lot of what Senator Baldwin does. Um, I don't know anything about Jim Risch, but he's probably fine. It's just, it just feels like a weird, non-evidence-based thing for her to be doing when one of her big, or the big things that she touts is that she was trained in science. She's got a degree in science. Um, and I think mathematics. You know, my science degree. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I assume it's a science and not science. Yeah. Okay. Probably. No, I, I, I think I tend to agree with the things that Senator Baldwin does as well. But like, this isn't, this isn't what we need. <laughs> so we don't need our attention and time being used for this. The levels at which I disagree, like fundamentally, whether or not this is a problem that needs to be solved, mm-hmm. whether, or whether or not this is a problem, is <laughs> I disagree with that. I, if it was a problem, I disagree that it, we should solve it. Because like, no one is ever going to mistake hemp milk for actual milk. <laughs> what are you talking about? All cows are vanilla flavored. I recently tried, well, I tried a lot of milks over the past, like, mm, maybe six months or so, just to see right. what, what's good, what's bad, and what needs, like, work, and what, what are the benefits of each of these things. And so I think I've tried dairy, obviously, goat. Mm-hmm. I've mm-hmm. tried the non-mammal ones, uh, almond, oat, soy, hemp most recently mm-hmm. uh i feel like i'm forgetting one have you had pea milk i have not had pea milk oh it's good really okay i'll have to try it next uh, time have you had rice milk i have had rice milk okay there are basically two situations in which i drink milk mm-hmm. first is with my coffee yep and second is dipping oreos in it and then drinking it afterwards do you cook with milk rarely okay and if i do i usually use cow milk because i don't want to ruin the recipe yeah so i i use it fairly infrequently because if uh, with my coffee i usually drink it black unless i'm feeling Mm. milky i guess (laughs) (laughs) okay cool yep is that a term i don't know i just i don't know it just doesn't if i feel like putting milk in it milky feels like a word that chapo trap house would use to describe the trump boys yes it does i don't feel like that just to be clear. Okay. Uh, and I don't like, I do like Oreos, but I don't have it super often. Uh-huh. I always just eat the Oreos straight from the package. I should start actually having them with milk. <laughs> okay. I'm going to give you my recommendation on something. Don't laugh at me. Pistachio Oreos. Do they exist? They exist and they're good. Huh. Have you had the egg Oreos that are purple? No. They're like Easter Oreos, so they're egg-shaped. They don't have eggs in them. I thought they were like (laughs) egg-flavored. That sounds awful. Why would you want that? Are there red bean Oreos? The Chinese have rectangular gum-filled Oreos. That's not what I wanted, but it's interesting. Where where could I buy pistachio Oreos? Because usually I do most of my shopping exclusively at... They have hot chicken wing Oreos. Sorry, Uh, I was trying to say a sentence, but that's... uh, That doesn't sound good. And wasabi. I can see wasabi Why? being okay. If you like like hot things, but like chicken wing, I don't. That does not sound good. Uh, anyway, you can buy them at grocery stores. I found a package at a grocery store. Okay. So uh, I have milk 
so infrequently that one of the most important things to me mm-hmm. is how long the milk is going to last in my refrigerator. Yeah. Which non-mammal milk is so much better for. <laughs> Almond milk lasts like three years. Yeah. And that, that that's basically all I have to say. Uh, they don't taste like milk, which is okay. I don't, that's not necessary for me. Mm-hmm. And like, like hemp milk is very clearly just hemp seeds in water. Yeah. What are your thoughts, Zach? I think rice milk is the the worst. I agree. I totally agree. Rice milk is just water with some rice starch in it. The rankings from there probably go normal almond milk and soy milk are about on the same level. As in, like, not flavored? When you say normal, what does that mean? I don't know. You go out and get some, like, almond almond breeze or whatever the okay the brand is. And then you've got... I, I'm a big fan of cooking with rice milk. Hmm. That's really good. I liked oat yogurt, mostly unrelated. I don't really have any opinions on oat milk. Then I think I'd say my fancy, my fancy almond milk, the storied fancy almond milk. Yes, I remember. The ones that Whole Foods like shipped in just for you or something. Mm-hmm. They sell them at another store now, so I don't know what the <laughs> story with that is, but there are now two places I can get my fancy almond milk, so it's fine. So, Zach, I have an issue with almond milk. Okay. In that it's, like, causing wildfires or something. Like, it's taking all of the water in California to grow almonds. Yeah. I think almond milk is the best alternative milk by taste. Mm-hmm. But I, I feel bad consuming it because I think a almond takes, like, a, a gallon of water to grow. Mm-hmm. And, like, California is the only place in America you can grow almonds yeah yeah low impact food is something i've not really considered too in depth but is a a very legitimate concern so that's why i most recently tried hemp milk because apparently that's pretty low impact yeah yeah but it's bad really i I think it just tastes so much like hemp i don't know how much hemp i've tasted in my life have you smelled hemp because it tastes like that i disagree we're gonna have to compare hemp milk brands okay Maybe I need, like, a flavored one. I got, like, a sweetened but not flavored one. Mmm, I got the sweetened vanilla one. Okay, that might be good. I was talking to my roommate, and they said that, like, a chocolate hemp milk would be good. Yeah. The thing with hemp milk that I like less than pea milk, for example, is that it's harder to cook with. Because to make it taste good, you need to add flavors like that. Whereas pea milk, if you just get, like, the unflavored, unsweetened, it's just kind of a like a coagulant without adding much flavor. Okay, so I need to try flavored hemp milk and pea milk at some point before the next podcast. Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. Do you, have you tried banana milk yet? No. That one I am less interested <laughs> in. I think it's just going to be fruity and weird. I can't. My body won't let me. Um, so you've got to be the one to do it. All right. Uh, if I or, can find it in my grocery store, I will buy or it. Or the, the list. The, no, wait. Or Jared. You could email me some allergy medicine and banana milk, and then I'll try it. All right. Thanks, Jared. So I've got uh, some some blockchain watch news. I just went to, to the news and typed in blockchain, and this is the first thing that came up. Oh, no. Oh, no. So you know how uh, healthcare is hard? Yeah. <laughs> Worry no longer because oh, no. the blockchain is here to make healthcare equitable. <laughs> Okay, how's it doing that? All right, so this is a company called Solve.Care. 
So they're using using the blockchain. Um, so here's I'm going to start. I'm just going to read you different snippets from their website that explain what blockchain they're using, um, why they need to use blockchain. Uh, and if you just want to like make a noise every time I say a buzzword, using blockchain technology, we radically reduce the unacceptable administrative burden placed on healthcare providers and enhance the care experience of individuals. Uh, so that's that's what this company does, Solve.Care. They use blockchain technology uh, to... Re- they're all just nothing words. They're all meaningless. They use buzzwords to solve inequality, Zach. <sighs> this guy is a LinkedIn page. Okay, so I'm going to scroll down. Let me scroll Chrome. There we go. Page nine. Okay, so here's the reasons that they want to use blockchain. This is under the why blockchain heading. Number one. We are using blockchain as the distributed ledger for all care.events that take place between patient, doctor, pharmacy, laboratory, insurer, and other parties. 2. Solve.care platform delegates authority to the patient and provider resulting in decentralized administration of healthcare services. 3. Solve.care, these are all answers to the question, why blockchain? So I ask why blockchain and Solve.Care answers. Solve.Care platform allows clients to sponsor care administration networks that can coordinate the care of people with similar slash complex needs such as diabetes patients, the elderly, and pregnant women. How? Wait, what? Wait. <laughs> okay. Let's do- can we like break it down like phrase by phrase? Okay. This is the first so- one. So why blockchain? They're using blockchain as a distributed ledger, which is what a blockchain is, mm-hmm. for... All care dot is that care dot events or care in a new sentence? Care dot events. They've got a weird syntax. A lot of their things uh, are thing dot thing. Okay. Um. So there's, they don't explain what care dot events are anywhere. So I assume it's something like, like a doctor visit or something. Yeah, it's a like a calendar appointment, but hosted on the solve care ledger. Okay. So that take place between. Patient, doctor, pharmacy, laboratory, insurer, and other parties. So they're going to use a ledger that everyone has access to mm-hmm. as it is distributed mm-hmm. to keep track of something that happens between the patient, the doctor, the pharmacy, the laboratory, the insurer, and other parties. Right. But also note, it's a distributed ledger, but the blockchain ledger doesn't store any of the sensitive data. Um, such as doctor's notes and presumably patient information, hopefully. What's the, what's the point then? So those must be stored somewhere central so that you can look them up relative to. So solve.care platform delegates authority to the patient and provider, resulting in decentralized administration of healthcare services. Right. So the doctor can be anywhere. The patient can be anywhere and the doctor can give you, wait, is that really what it means? Decentralized administration of healthcare. That sounds like just the doctor will come to you. Yeah, or you could go to any doctor. Hmm. Which would make but sense. It's decentralized administration. Yeah. That's. So, like, they administer the healthcare to you, not from a specific location. Or they could be talking about administration as in, like, paperwork. But I, I agree, that's not what that word means here. That's even more meaningless. <laughs> Solve.care platform allows clients to sponsor care administration networks that can coordinate the care of people with similar slash complex needs. What? Similar slash complex needs such as diabetes patients, the elderly and pregnant women. No Oxford comma, by the way. Yeah. No, it's diabetes patients and then the elderly and pregnant women. So I think they're just talking about like insurance risk pools. 
yeah, but like if you have a complex complex set of needs, then presumably there are very few people that are have, are in a similar boat to you. I guess uses blockchain to issue intelligent payment tokens that accelerate the healthcare. Like I get it, you don't want to like overload us with like techno mumbo jumbo, but give us something. <laughs> uses blockchain is not technology so they've got okay so i can tell you a little bit about their tokens they've got the care dot coin which comes from payers like insurance companies and is backed by the financial means of the insurer so can you mine healthcare then no no but solve <laughs> is an ethereum token with a variable price which is required to participate on the platform okay so and I think you mine that because it's Ethereum. So to participate in this, you have to have a computer. A powerful enough computer to solve Ethereum problems. Or maybe your insurance provider gives you a solve coin is the idea. This is a terrible idea. Wait, okay. If we scroll down to where they talk about the coins, they have some use case examples that are meaningless. Solve coins will be required for care administration network fees, establishing care wallets, purchasing care cards, payments using care coins, service and integration fees. The total number of solve tokens required will depend on fees levied for the wallets and on the extent of the care.coin payments. I have so many problems with this. I want to <laughs> I want to point your attention to number 7 on page 9, okay. which is solved at care platform can Reduce administrative burdens and costs within any healthcare system by decentralizing processes that govern the behavior and experience of patients, physicians, insurers, and all other healthcare stakeholders. So, I would like to say that the biggest burden, as far as like administrative burdens and costs, mm -hmm. is not the computers that you use to keep the system running. It's like paperwork and people filling out the information. Right. I think they're trying to get rid of the paperwork. Someone still has to type all that information in, though. That's the hard part. It's not like hosting a server or like having a computer in the basement that mm -hmm. has all the files. Mm -hmm. Decentralized just means it's someone else's problem now. In fact, it's a lot of people's problem. Everyone else's problem. Everyone. So what about number six? Do you know, have any idea what that means? What's on-chain and off-chain? Yeah, so that's the thing I was talking about, how like the doctor's notes aren't going to be stored on the public ledger. Okay. Um, so that would be an off-chain storage. Again, what's the point then? <laughs> so you can pass tokens back and forth and, and say some buzzwords. Like, I'm not even certain that this is a legitimate, like, that this isn't just some giant hoax. Yeah, this seems like a scam. Except, okay, here's the thing. Here's the news article that I landed on this from. They've just partnered with Lyft. For what? Um, okay, let me open link. <sighs> Lyft, Lyft is going to accept solve.cares, care.wallet, care.coins uh, to pay for Lyft rides to medical appointments and pharmacies. Okay, I can actually get down with that if it works. But like, why isn't it just an insurer? Why does it need to be blockchain? You can't have one source of insurance, Zach. You gotta have a decentralized source of insurance. <laughs> but it's not, they're not even doing the insuring. No. There are insurance providers on this block. I don't know what they do. Are they just a different currency that insurance providers can use to send to doctors? 
and then the doctors have to find a way to get this insurance coin out into real money. <laughs> I think. Maybe. Oh, apparently doctors can issue prescriptions through it. Okay. How? They also have an app marketplace. Oh yeah, that's what I want. Care.marketplace is our app store for healthcare. <laughs> think of any application that could be of interest to individuals in managing their health. Like Facebook. And you have a potential new care card. Yeah, Facebook. <sighs> All charges and fees will be settled in solve tokens. Okay, so the app store is for, like, making payments to companies that have medical equipment, I think. So, like, if you have, like, a fancy knee brace, you can pay for the fancy knee brace via the fancy knee brace app i don't think so that's what okay uh i'm up i'm on the about solve token on the main website okay so developers integrators and partners use solve tokens when developing and publishing care.cards care.protocol extensions uh to connect with local it systems to drive just trying to overwhelm us with bullshit yeah (laughs) yes (sighs) okay there's a care wallet for family to drive Global adoption of solve.care e- ecosystem. Why isn't there no articles? Why are there no ar- articles? It's so hard to read. Um, it's an Estonian company, um, so I can understand if their English isn't great, but also um, it says at the bottom of a lot of things that if you have any questions, to refer to the English version because that's the official version. Uh, let me read the developer one again. Developers, integrators, and partners use solve tokens when developing and publishing care.cards, care.protocol extensions to connect with local IT systems to drive global adoption of solve.care ecosystem. I don't think it's for knee braces. You're right. You're right. It's not for knee braces. Is it for, like, could I get a care.card card that synced up to my Fitbit? Maybe. It says to connect with local IT systems via the care.protocol. So is a care.card card just a way to get, like, Epic Software's health management system onto the blockchain? <laughs> When developing and publishing care.cards. So I guess any, like, developers can make care.cards, so I guess so? I vote blockchain squad is always the last one so that we can just rage quit blocking. (laughs) Rage quit worrying bugs all the time. So that was infuriating, and I hope we can keep doing it because it's a lot of fun. It's fun to be mad at things. I found a lot of different things when I just type blockchain into Google News. We've got... A, a lot of blockchain we could talk about. I'm excited. I, I want to talk about like a personal philosophy, though, because why, while it is fun to like get mad and like make fun of this company for not actually telling us any information about what this very important thing is, mm-hmm. in theory, at least, if it did anything, <laughs> if it actually does do something, it could be very important if someone decides to adopt it. Yeah. But it's also nice to be able to like sit back in a situation and be chill. For the record, I am saying chill in my head in Mike Hurley's accent, if that makes it more clear what I'm talking about. A little bit, but not much. Okay. There's a balance that I'm trying... There, there's the uh, my perfect idea of what is Certus or who is Certus, and there's the person I'm trying to aspire to be. Yeah. And that's constantly changing, but like there is a thing I am trying to be. Mm-hmm. So, uh, the captain on Brooklyn Nine-Nine, yeah. he is on the chill side of the spectrum between chill and excited. Okay. And so, it, it, it's very like a, his character is such that you can't tell 
if he what emotion he is feeling because he always just has a straight face on mm-hmm. which is like cool and chill yeah and then there's the other character on brooklyn 99 jake mm-hmm. who is very much on the excited side of the spectrum mm-hmm. like won't won't calm down constantly making jokes regardless of the appropriateness for the record i've only i've only seen season one so okay <laughs> i don't know if those characters develop or not <laughs> um they develop but they still stay true to those core qualities so the, i'm trying to figure out where that line where, where's the where's Sirtis on the scale uh, between chill and excited because when i'm talking about blockchain it's definitely more on the excited side uh-huh but it's like a very like uh my ideal self is chill. Okay. We have words for this. I'm not sure if... Uh, uh, sir, just cut this out. Zach, do you know what I'm talking about? Big energy? Yes, but that doesn't always necessarily constitute chill. No, 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 no. I, I, I put that on the excited side. You are, uh, like, you have confidence to say whatever you want all the time. That is big energy to me. I think you can also be casually big energy. So we call that around here big energy. It's a much more reserved confidence. So Pete Davidson. I don't know who that is. Is the like original big energy guy. That's like, I'm pretty sure where it started. He was on SNL, still is. But he is very much like the chill, confident. um, The character that he usually plays in SNL is like the pool guy in an affair. Okay. Like there's an affair happening and the like 40 year old wife is like, oh, oh, woe is me. And he's like, okay, cool. <laughs> His characters are named Chad a lot. And I think that that's a laid back BDE. Okay. So I don't think, I don't think that that way is the right way to describe it. Cause I think yeah, it's just a di- it's Pete just... Davidson is inherently BDE. Right. And what he has is laid back. My first experience with it was in that context. And that's how it was described to me. Just like a big energy is a... Uh excited confidence and big energy this is so hard to say mm-hmm. is a reserved confidence i'll post about it in the group chat later okay we can have a discussion i'm sure so trying to find that balance is what i'm trying to do at the moment where where mm. where's the appropriate times to get excited because i do like being excited i i think it's fun but mm-hmm. also i think it's very like cool is the best word i can say <laughs> to be like chill in a excited situation excitable situation i suppose it sounds like cool elf certus yes is chill yeah <laughs> but i think it... okay well it also depends like uh, some in some situations i am legitimately just like okay yeah i'm gonna like lay back and watch this i'm gonna interject mm-hmm. occasionally and be cool elf certus okay and that's just what is natural for me but sometimes i have to think about like is that the person i'm trying to be okay i th- uh, i guess what i'm trying to say is you don't want to strive for something just because it would be cool elf certus because usually that's uh the cool elf character is always people pleasing right so let me give you an example okay and i might have to cut this out the, the other thing about excited excitable excitability is that if you are not confident entirely in what you have done afterwards which i almost never am mm-hmm. it can be embarrassing yeah so like uh i got invited to a funk party and so i'm like okay i gotta find some funky clothes uh-huh and i didn't have any funky clothes because i wear blue and gray as we discussed earlier mm-hmm. so i'm like i need funky clothing and gives me this like this shirt which is certainly funky 
Mm -hmm. And like I I wore it to the party and it it was a, that's a story for another time. I think I also only own one thing of Funky and it was from somebody else. I guess the point I'm trying to make is like, I didn't want anyone to take my picture because I was not sure that, not sure, I, I was fairly certain actually that I would not want to see this again because while I was excited about it because it was fun and it falls on the excite side of the spectrum. Yeah. Is that how I want to remember this, I suppose? Okay. Certus being weird and crazy. Hmm. Okay. I guess my question is not so much like, what do you think I should do? But like, how do you view this situation? Um, so when you first brought it up, I had kind of similar, I've, I've been thinking along the same lines. I've been calling it angry old man energy. <laughs> um, <laughs> and I've had a lot more of it recently. Like I've been noticing I have more just like angry old man energy and it doesn't come from anywhere and it's not really doing anything um, is, is a part of it that like, I don't know, I just don't know how to shut off the bit that goes like at the blockchain blockchain watch. And so that's something I want to work on. And it's actually something that I think is um, was influenced by Twitter, because a lot of Twitter is that like outrage mm-hmm. aesthetic. But then also, I, I, I will go there, I will call out one of the Jareds, I think, like reconcilable differences, at least a couple of the episodes are just like, angry old man energy. Mm hmm. And so I've been trying to f- figure out if that if that fits or if I want to look at it as a way to see if I can recognize their angry old man energy in me or um, how that how that all plays out. But it is it's something I've been conscious of. And unfortunately, I have no more solutions to it than you do. <laughs> I, I have been putting it on that scale and I've been putting other people like that I listen to um, on that scale in general, or at least how they present themselves. And this is all it is. It's how I present myself and not actually how I'm feeling. But Mm -hmm. that tends to turn into the other thing. Yeah. So, like, I I think ideally I would be somewhere in between Grey and Merlin. I think Merlin is on the excitable side of the spectrum and Grey is on the chill side of the spectrum. And I would like to be somewhere in between them. Mm -hmm. Because I think it makes sense to still be excited at, at like, going out and trying the, the, the clothes with your friend. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, then once you wear the clothes to the party, you want to be chill. You want to be like, yeah, these are my clothes, whatever. Yes. <laughs> and so like being more conscious of what you are excited about might be the thing to do. I'm also trying to balance this with a thing my friends, one of my friends said recently uh, that I've taken to heart to some degree, which is that laughter doesn't not, not, like not laughter literally, but like laughter metaphorically doesn't need to follow the rules of economics because there is an endless amount of it essentially yeah meaning that even if you metaphorically hear a bad joke you can still laugh at it right because it's not a limited resource Mm -hmm. and it's like cool to laugh anyway yeah it is like not not a cool uh, it's not quite the right word it's um it's a net positive laughter is a net positive so why not just laugh at dumb jokes yeah but so are you saying that that is a chill thing or an excitable thing that's an excitable thing i think and like for whatever reason is less cool less cool and chill Mm -hmm. because you're just in theory at least you just constantly be laughing which is not chill right but chill doesn't mean unhappy even though that's what it seems like if you're not 
laughing at silly things. Right. Like, it's not chill to, like, see a dog on the sidewalk and be like, you know, like, take a big gasp. Yeah. But, like, it's still a fun thing to do. So I'm trying to figure out where do, where, where do I make that line? Where do I want to be? You don't want to be so chill that you can't appreciate a good dog when it comes to you. Exactly. That's a hard line. It's not a hard, it's a, it's a very soft line, but it's a hard line to find. Yes. I should make a calculator. That's what I should do. Make an chill online. Chill calculator? But, yeah, like a BuzzFeed quiz. Ooh. That may or may not be on sortofstone.com by the time this podcast comes up. And now, a PSA from The Worrying Bugs, and a word from our sponsors. This week we're sponsored by Lunchables. I got Lunchables just last week. I brought them home, got them inside, I made them, it was so easy to make, even my kids could help. They come pre-packaged in a box, they were easy to assemble, they reduce stress and hassle and free up time that I would have otherwise spent grocery shopping for things like fruit. They accommodate a variety of diets, including with drink, with 100% juice, without drink, organic, and something that they call uploaded. Thank you very much to our sponsor, Lunchables. You can get Lunchables right now by going to the grocery store and just kind of shouting the, the offer code worrying bugs into the air. This has been a PSA from the worrying bugs. Oh God, that was funny. Okay. <laughs> like this is the kind of thing I'm talking about. Like I, that excites me. That is funny. Uh-huh. And I want to like really laugh at that, but like, does a chill person laugh at that? I don't know. I don't mm-hmm. know. Does a chill person just kind of sit here in the microphone and talk about how great Lunchables are? Thank you, Lunchables. Bok bok. <laughs> I haven't had a Lunchable in like 10 years, maybe. Yeah, me either. It was just something the other day. I was listening to a HelloFresh ad and I was like, oh, it's just Lunchables, but more work. <laughs> <laughs> I wish there was a way that we could broadcast that thought to a lot of people. Get your blag. It's a really good thought. When you're eating your Lunchable, you got to be careful so that you won't drop crumbs into your fancy new keyboard. Yeah, I guess. Less careful than a lot of people need to be, but uh, yeah, so I got a fancy new keyboard. If you go look at my now page, um, I don't have a blag, but I do have zacksharp.me slash now. There's no HTML anymore. I fixed that. Nice. It, it will let you know that right now I'm working on getting the ergonomics of my dex, de- desk. It's not a tongue day. It's just not a tongue day today. Mercury is in retrograde. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Somebody put my Mercury in Gatorade. <laughs> Zach is doing something with his mouth, and it's very d- uncomfortable for me. <laughs> <laughs> he's, like, trying to get his mouth tongue to work right, and he's just kind of moving it around, and it's, like... <sighs> This is the kind of thing I want to be chill about. I want to just be like, okay, yeah, I'm just going to let, just I'm just gonna let yeah. this happen. I'm going to be yeah. chill about Zach's tongue. If they put too much mercury in your Gatorade, um, you'll end up dead in the middle of a, a tour across China, and they'll have to haul dead fish behind you. Chill. <laughs> <sighs> so how's that keyboard, Zach? Um, well, my mercury's in Gatorade, so it's, it's good, but it's not, like, satisfying. You know, it's like... At the same time, it is mushy and also too loud. Mm, no, you want it to be crisp and quiet. And I'm trying to be chill about right. it. Because like right. I, I just got this keyboard. I can deal with a slightly mushy, slightly loud keyboard for a while. Uh, is it mechanical? No. Okay. It was like 25 bucks on Amazon. I see. Okay. I was going to ask about the switches um, and stuff, but you just doesn't apply. No. 
Uh, I also got a thing to raise. This all started because I wanted to raise my laptop up to the point where when I look at Certus in the camera, that I'm not like craning my neck down and my voice doesn't sound like I'm bending my neck um, in a in a bad way for it. Um, so now I'm looking up and forward, uh, but that means that now my I needed to get a new keyboard and a new mouse. So I just got this keyboard because I needed a keyboard, but I got one of these fancy handshake mice um, Certus recommended. I was really frustrated by it until I realized there's a, a DPI switch. Yeah. And I can change how fast it moves around, and that's important. Yes, I, I t- completely agree. It's far too slow on the lowest level. Um, but that would have been good to know when I was trying to play Euro Truck Simulator the other day. Yeah, I was just going to say, actually, that I switch it to the lowest one for Euro Truck. So it works. It's good. It's cool. So if you put... If you start typing, where are your wrists in relation to, like, your shoulders? I mean, there's a microphone in the way right now, but let's see. Does it look anything like the picture that you were showing me before? Oh, absolutely not. Um, that's, That's a later on problem. Problem number one was just to get my neck not doing the thing okay yeah baby steps for ergonomics rest resting my arms is a later problem i looked at the cornell i think so yeah ergonomics lab and they said that you should have a tray slanted downward away from you to put your keyboard on um but that would have been a lot of work and some installation into this wooden desk that i didn't feel like doing when i bought the keyboard so i need to find somewhere to put the keyboard that isn't on my desk for like when I want to write because I thought I would just be able to slide it under the laptop stand, but it's like an inch too wide for that. Oh no. So I think I'm going to put it on the laptop stand because there's like a little angly bit um, and I just need to make feet to hold it up there so I can like draw on my desk or write or read or whatever. All right. This feels like a weird way to go out. If you have a better way to go out, you can email me <laughs> at... <laughs> Yikes. <laughs> See, that's not chill. You got to be chill. I think... Yikes isn't chill. I think laying back and saying yikes is chill. Maybe the level of chill I want is... Yikes. There can't be any emphasis in your voice. Oh, yeah, you're right. Yikes. Yikes. Oh, man. Oof. Oof. That's rough. Yikes. Sorry, man. Gee. Really, uh, right. I'm really feeling for you. Yeah. You and your ergonomics. All right. Well, if you uh, know how to be more chill... Or less chill. Then you can email me. I'm on Twitter at... Twitter.